What's up and welcome back. This is episode two and I am so excited that you're here. My name is Aaron Velke. I'm your host. I'm the CEO and the head coach here at Get Out of Your Own Way. And if you don't know me, I want to give you a little background and a backdrop in a moment. I'm a essentially a corporate dropout. I remember leaving the rat race about eight years ago in 2015. And since then, I've pursued a lot of passions. I've written a book. I coached athletics for about 12 years. I've dabbled in professional artistry all the way into coaching. And now as a coach to seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, a facilitator for team building, culture and leadership, and an author and speaker, this journey has taken me down a lot of interesting roads. This history of mine has also taught me a lot, a lot of things not to do and to do. And if you're listening to this show, you can probably connect to the idea of getting out of your own way. Getting out of your own way for me has been the hardest struggle. It's also opened the most doors and created the most dramatic improvement in my life financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, and even spiritually. So I'm glad you're here with us today on episode number two. We have a very special guest, the Get Out of Your Own Way integrator, no less the integrator extraordinaire, Marty Noki is here with us. We are going to dig into a really unpopular word and yet a really important word for you along your pathway to growth. Today, we're going to talk about the word no. Marty, glad you're here, man. Welcome to the show. No. <laughs> it's hard to say no, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. So in this, in this entire conversation, what I want you to pay attention to really fast is what our interaction is like, even just as you listen, whether you're in the car or, or again, on a treadmill. I know that's a really popular place to listen. But I want you to listen to this interaction very, very carefully because both Marty and I are very intentional with our language and our words. And as we explore the idea of saying no, we're also exploring setting boundaries. And if you listen to the first episode, we're going to talk about the fear of exile, where saying no is a really relevant answer to many of our challenges. So we're here to talk about it. Marty, what's your initial take on why no can be an uncomfortable thing to say to somebody or say to an opportunity? I think it comes back to the what you just mentioned about fear of exile and what you were talking on in the, the first episode about pleasing people, which they obviously go hand in hand. I, I would say it comes down to that more than anything. We want people to like us. We want people to accept us. We want people to... Um, we we want to keep the peace, as we like to say. And saying no to us for some reason feels like that that is going to do go against what it is that we want. Uh, when in reality, we get what we want by being able to say no. So that that's my first take. Yeah, I, I agree with that. My my fear of saying no has been upsetting people, disappointing people. Yeah, and and also here here's the strange irony of it all. The more I say no, the better my yeses get, right? The, the, the better my life gets because I'm, I'm making choices that are conscious. I'm eliminating things and removing things, subtracting things that aren't connected to my future or that, that aren't necessarily in my highest and best. And while uncomfortable, one of my deepest lessons, especially the last two years has been segregating myself from what I don't want 
it's easy to just just keep it because it's it doesn't require a lot of upkeep. But when you start to let go of things that that no longer fit in the big puzzle, suddenly you got a lot of room to invite things that you want. And you know, and what I'm thinking of is the the corporate retreat that you and I had done in um, back in September in Santa Barbara. And th- there's always this tendency to accumulate, 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 accumulate. Um, one of the things we had talked about there was that, that in order to grow, in order to move forward, there has to be elimination. And and I think it, it's it's tied into the no because we don't want to get rid of things. We we just want to keep taking on, taking on, taking on. When in reality, if you 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 think of that image, it's it's going to hold you back. It's going to hold you down if you keep accumulating. And so before you accumulate anything, there needs to be some level of subtraction or elimination as well, which is saying no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can remember that event. I can remember, I mean, we've done we've done many of them in the last six months. And, and even in individual, the the smaller personal development retreats we do with the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. And and for ourselves, I think this question keeps coming up, right? How how do we get to more? I want more. Aaron, I, I want to get to the next level. And that that spacing between where we are and the next level is often cutting, not adding. So I, I think of this metaphor, for those of you that are visual, this this may help you. Imagine a hot air balloon that's on the ground. You're you're walking up to it. You got this giant inflatable thing in front of you. It's colored, it's quilted, it's spectacular. So you got this basket with like, I don't know, there's a cool red carpet just for the fun of it. There's a red carpet that you're walking up. The basket's on the ground. So you've got an, an easy way to get in. <laughs> have you and ever done have you ever done this before? I, I haven't, I but I'm I can't I'm imagine there's it. a red carpet. There, there's a red carpet in this one, okay? <laughs> this is how I <laughs> this is how I imagine gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> so the basket's on the ground. We've got a nice easy way in. And to make sure this thing doesn't fly away, you've got this thing tied to the ground. So you know that it's safe to get in. It's not just going to blow away in the wind. But at that point, the heat's already on, right? The, the furnace is already running. And a hot air balloon runs on this, this immense amount of heat that's lifting this thing up. So you get in. You like step over the basket. And you're still on the ground, so it's not scary yet. But you know this thing is going to take off. You know that at that moment, it could take off very, very easily. Well, you don't change the flame. At that point, at that point, it's already lit. You just got to cut the ties to the ground. You got to release the sandbags and cut the anchors. And that's such a good metaphor for me to remember because many times I feel like I just need to turn the heat up. Just just put more energy in. Just pour more into the tank and I'll lift. And that balloon ain't going anywhere if you've got it tied to the ground. You have to make the cuts. And they're really difficult sometimes. Sometimes those ropes are friends or expectations. It's that fear of exile that we have to conquer. It's the unknown maybe. And we we might have the scissors out. We might have you know the knife out ready to cut those ropes, but that doesn't make it any easier than this statement. You have to cut them if you want to fly. And that visual has been a really big help. I think we're all hot air balloons meant to rise, but we have to cut ties. Hey, that, hey, that rhymes. We should write yeah. that down. I'm thinking both of us lived in Baltimore for a while, or even in Arizona. It's like trying to get on the 101 in park. Yeah. But but my foot's on the gas. You're not <laughs> going to get anywhere. 
Yeah. And no, on the one on one, you'll get killed most likely. That's right. Same with like ninety five or eighty three yeah, exactly. on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't be in park. I have spent a lot of time thinking about the, the word no, and and the irony is that it's in the alphabet, right? L M N O P. Like it's literally in the alphabet. The only other word that's in the alphabet is high. Uh, and those two words, as simple as they are can open a lot of doors, right? Hi, hello, mm -hmm. can open a lot of doors. Will you say hello to the person that's in front of you that you want to meet? Will you put yourself out there? Uh, will you meet a stranger? And then secondly, can you say no? Can you say no to what you don't want? No to what you don't deserve? No to what doesn't fit in your in your future? And, you know, ima imagine... Uh, but like, before you continue, though, good, good day. I think both of us have had this experience on the work that we do. That can you flip the table? Like if I'm saying yes to all these other things, who are you saying no to? Right. In reality, you're saying no to yourself and what you want and what you desire. Uh, and, and and so if you if if you want to look at it in another way, just pay attention to all the yeses you are saying, because more than likely you're saying no to yourself in the process. And can you flip that? Yeah. Yeah. The cost of saying yes to everyone else is our dream. And maybe we're, we're meeting you right where you are today and you're feeling like, I don't get what I want or I don't have what I want or I'm not becoming the person I want. It, it could be any of those three. Or, or I, don't, I don't even know what I want. <laughs> that's true too. And if that's where you are, then the fastest tool and the most effective tool that you can deploy in a situation like that is no. When you start saying no, I, I get that it will be uncomfortable and scary. It often feels like I'm going to be alone and isolated. We're back to the fear of exile. And what I've learned is that if you really want to change your life and you want to aspire to a whole new echelon, you'll be around a whole new group of people. And in that transition from your current village to your new village, there is a, a gap, right? There is a a space, and, and that's the space that's scary. No will put you into that space. It will. It will put you in the middle. It will put you in limbo, potentially. It will put you in an unknown. And that is not the end of the story. It is simply a comma that allows you to finish the rest of the sentence and journey to the other side. Uh, Marty, you've described this really well with acrobatics, right? Mm -hmm. How does that go? You want, <laughs> you want me to tell that story? Of course I do. <laughs> Uh, that was a great lead up. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know, I, you know how I am. <laughs> yeah. The, the acrobat, the trapeze artist is, is an image that I go to often. Uh, cause you, if you have ever been to a circus, you've seen them swing from one bar to the next. And there's a whole lot of trust that has to take place for that trapeze artist to know that, that, that second bar is going to come exactly where it's supposed to come. And if it doesn't, ultimately that person's going to fall but that, that for a moment that person has to be able to let go let go and for a split second you're you're hanging in air not necessarily sure where that next bar is going to be and you've let go of the old one and, and can you allow yourself to be sus suspended in that space of unknown we talk about unknown a lot on our retreats uh can you be suspended long enough in there to know that the next bar is going to appear? And 
you have to be willing to say no to the old, to the to the comfortable way of living. And maybe even feel uncomfortable in that suspension for a while before that next bar comes along. Yeah, that's such a powerful visual. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm just thinking, Aaron, because the the last retreat that we had done, I I kind of put a coda on that that if you hold on too long, you're going to fall. And then the risk and the fear is always that I'm going to fall, that I'm going to fail. You're going to fall one way or another. It's just a matter of, are, are you willing to take the risk and believe in yourself and see yourself as worthy enough to let go? Yeah. Yeah, and letting go, saying no, they're, they're the same things. You know, if, if you're listening and and you're not sure where this shows up, I'll give you a, a really concrete example. And then I want to help you get clear, if clearer if you don't know what you want. If you don't know what you want to say yes to, then where do you say no? I'll give you an example though of, of where you'll find opportunities to say no. One time I'm sitting in my, my living room. I get a text from a buddy, a really good friend. I love this guy to death. He says, hey, you want to meet me for drinks? It's like a Wednesday at like four o'clock. And just... Almost impulsively, I reply, yeah, man, where are you thinking and when? So we, we coordinate logistics. And as, as, almost as soon as I sent the text, I immediately know that I should have said no. Like, I got a lot going on. I got a lot to do. And here I am. I just said yes to something that almost without thinking, I didn't pause long enough to consider. I said yes. And that's when I knew, okay, I need to get better at saying no. And pausing in between to say no. You'll find that there's great opportunity to say no when you're frustrated, when you feel like you have committed to something you don't want to do. And there's certainly a lot of lessons in that. If you are constantly doing that, if you're constantly like burnt out and tired, then you're missing the opportunity to say no. But let's focus a little bit on a a deeper question because I actually think that this question is way more intimidating than like, well, how do I say no to events and obligations? This question is, if I don't know what I want, how can I possibly say no? And the way that we define clarity, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if there's anything that we do really well on this show, it's going to be to take words that have abstract definitions and make them clear. Here's our definition of clarity. Clarity is the removal of undesirable options. So let me explain that just for a moment. The way I thought of clarity before... Uh, this because this word pops up in entrepreneurship, it pops up in business all the time. We're not clear, we're not clear, we're not clear. But if clarity is knowing, if clarity is I understand my direction, I I have all the details, I know it, it's all figured out, there's no action involved, right? Either you you know or you don't. You're stuck in the binary to our conversation last time. The idea that clarity is the removal of undesirable options actually gives you an, an action. You, you, can, you can have direction with that. You can start removing things that are undesirable now. So clarity is, is going to happen in motion. So maybe you don't know what you want. That's okay. The best way to get closer to what you want is to start cutting stuff that you know doesn't fit. You'll, you'll find that by opening that space and that channel up, you now have a lot of opportunity to absorb and explore what it is that you want. You can't explore anything if you don't have space for it. So I find that if I'm not clear, if I don't know what I want, the the real objective for me is to create enough space to ask better questions. And the only way to do that is to start chopping and start chopping rather aggressively. 
you know, I, I, I think of a conversation you and I had, even in this business, um, for myself, my own personal example, back in May, I believe it was, earlier this year, where um, I, I was still trying to do like five or six other things. And um, we sat down and had a conversation, and it was about, can, uh, are you willing to commit to this full steam, full steam, this is it? And I, it, it was, I knew the answer. I knew what I wanted to do. It was just so, for me, it felt hard to let go of all those other little things because they were like, they, they give some sense of safety. Like, oh, well, just in case, just in case, just in case. Right. Um, and, and yet, the, if you're being pulled in that direction, as, as I felt I was being pulled in and have gone full steam ever since, it, it makes it a le- little easier to say no. That that doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid or there's not going to be risk and there, all this other stuff that, that we bring with us. But that no is necessary in order to move towards what you really do want. Yeah, there's a there's a quote that comes to mind. Um, it's by a woman named Erin Hansen. Erin with an E. Still, still a good name, you know? I, I like it. <laughs> It's not Aaron Velke. (laughs) The quote goes, there's freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky. And you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And and I think that's that, it's the trapeze artist. It's the trapeze, right? It's it's yeah. it's the jettison of all these other things. It's the release of the sandbags for the balloon. It's it's yeah, all of these it's all of it. These cuts and man, if if you're if you're ready to fly, you, you got to let go of the wall, right? You got to cut the wall off and got to cut the ground off too. And I get the fear there. Trust me, I do. In in many different instances, I've had to like re-identify with what is the ground and what am I holding on to and what can I cut? And in, like, in moments... Like, like walking a tightrope. Oh, it's it's terrifying. And, yeah. and if you are committed... Maybe, maybe we were meant to work in a circus. But. Well, we'll just start a circus. <laughs> I think that's how this works, right? We just come up with good ideas on the show and then make them happen. Like, we're, we're, like two, we're like two clowns, so we'll fit right in. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the, the, the irony of... of cutting to me is also that we have this hesitation to cut because we know that there's some kind of in our mind there's some kind of loss and here's what happens this is the the tragedy and irony sort of collectively we cut it and we recognize we never cared about it in the first place that we did it simply because we felt we had to or it provided some sort of like invisible safety. It was an illusion in the first place and we had to cut it. We had to set it free. And then we recognized we never really cared about it in the first place. That's the irony of it all. Yeah. I mean, you know my own story. And I'm, I'm thinking of my experience when I left ministry and I, I it was obligation. It was, I, I didn't like it at all. I, I mean, it was killing me in the process. I also thought, well, these people care about me. I quickly learned they don't even care. I like yep. just go. Like if if you're if you're meant to go somewhere else, then go. Yep. You, it's it's all that that talk in your head. I can remember the the letter I gave my boss before I quit my job. This was 2015. I gave him six months' notice. He was an amazing leader. I, I really am appreciative of of him. Frank was a 
a tremendous believer in who I could be and, and what I could become. And I remember writing that letter thinking I would let him down and and that there was going to mm-hmm. be this like cataclysm <laughs> yes. and you know, like volcanic <laughs> ash was just going to like cover the whole <laughs> office. And for the rest of the six months, it would be like doom and gloom. And Has it happened yet? <laughs> not, not only did it never happen, but I got the complete opposite. I got I got a person who said, I knew you were meant to leave when you started. I knew you were meant for more, man. You're a superstar. I want you to grow. I want you to go. And that that was an example of me like facing my fear. I had to I had to make this this cut in order to to go free, right? To to be a, a corporate dropout and and pursue something more meaningful that would uplift others, that would allow you listening to make change in your life. If if I wanted to do that, I had to cut it. I knew that, and yet. It felt like I was leaving safety. My, my parents told me, "Like, dude, if you thought this through, you're you're leaving the ground. You're trying to fly, but you're leaving the ground." And in that moment, something rewrote for me that if I cut something, even if it was valuable at one time, if it didn't align with my future, then it didn't have persistent value. And look, this is true at all levels. I think this is true with with our business, with our, our operations, with our systems, potentially with our team. That's really hard, but sometimes you got to change the team up. This is also true with relationships, both platonic ones and romantic ones. It exists there. Sometimes you got to cut. It also exists in our habits. Some habits don't exist in our future and we need to cut them today if we want to operate at the next level. It also happens with our money. How many of us make emotional decisions with our investments? We hold on to something way too long. No, no, no. Bitcoin, it's coming back. It's coming back, baby. Like that thing tanked. Okay, you can always reinvest, but can you make an unemotionable, intelligent decision to cut, to, to let something go? And I want to make one more point, Marty, before, before I uh, pivot this just a little bit to a, a different discussion about no. I think that we're often afraid to let go and afraid to cut things because we worry what someone else will say about us and that someone else's story dictates our own. So we wait and we wait and we wait and we try to find the right time and we try to find the right opportunity where it works in the big puzzle of things. And all we end up doing is saying no to us that whole time rather than doing what's right. It, it just is, it's really fascinating to watch and if I'm third party to my own story, there have been many instances where I knew I should have walked away. I knew I should have said no. I knew I should have cut something. I knew I should have stopped doing something. But it it made someone else, someone else's inconvenience go up or it made someone else's mm-hmm. pain or disappointment spike. And I, I didn't want to be responsible for that. Even though I have no way to influence that, right? I can only make my choices Someone else's responses, I cannot control. And it's just a really fascinating part of cutting. I, I know I've told you this before, quote from a book, that that when we do that, we, you're literally doing violence against yourself. That's right. That's right. Because you're going against who you are and what you want and, and the values you talked about earlier. Um, you're, you're going against all of that. So let's let's pivot a little bit because I think this... This like no conversation is really important. No, if if no, you're tuning want, in, we're, pi- we're pivoting. Pivot. No, no. <laughs> Say no okay. to not pivoting. Yeah, dare no. you. <laughs> ha ha. 
This Let's is like those, those old school cartoons where like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd are like, no, 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 yes, yes. They're like, what? Or who's on, who's on first? Who's on second? <laughs> no, no one under the age of four thousand knows what that joke means. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mar- Marty is a kindred spirit, uh, <laughs> and obviously our banter is something we can say no to. Never. <laughs> here's here's what I want to talk about though. Uh, if if you're tuned in and no, and this conversation of no resonates with you, I want to position it a little bit differently. If you're on a trajectory that is expansive. You're you're building something. Maybe you're building wealth. Maybe you're building a business. Maybe you're building a new identity or some new pattern so that you can live a better life. Then in the midst of building that, what you have built will feel as important to you as a, a kid. Like Building a business will feel like it's a kid. And as a relatively new dad, that feels almost incriminating to say, but that's the way I felt about my business before I was a dad. This is something I've built, I've raised, I've nurtured, I've grown. And I think it's important for you to recognize that when you build something and when you have created something out of nothing, that it's hard to let go of it. It was hard for me to let go of a product that I had spent hours and hours and hours building. It was hard to let go of a business that I had started and birthed and nurtured and grown. It was hard to let go of an income stream. It was hard to let go of a short-term rental. It was hard to let go of those things. And to take this to a, a slightly skewed but very important angle, Marty, what is your thought on how easy it is to have put all this time and energy into something, be excited about it, and then reach that top of the parabola where you know it's on the way down and you refuse to let it go. What, what's your thought on that? Mm, I, I, I was thinking something different. So Because I, I, I think there's always going to be an ebb and flow to, to everything. I, I think maybe you could probably speak best, best to this as, um, as the creator of a business, of several businesses, that... My role often becomes the person who has to say no because you become, as the creator, you become so attached to the child, right? You, and you see it in one way. And the importance of, of having someone else that, that can have a, a different perspective who who can say no to make sure that it keeps going in that direction. With, and and maybe that that's a difficult thing to speak about. But I, I think you, more than anyone, because you, you've been in that situation, can speak to the necessity of having someone who can help you say no in the process in order to get it to in order for that that child to become the adult that you want it to be yeah that is that is a really good way to say it too well i'll, I'll give you an example of this i i remember very vividly march 14th 2020 at that point i had a couple companies one of which was called money club we had a great youth platform to essentially help schools, nonprofits, NGOs, youth groups, summer camps, launch meaningful financial education. And with COVID, as soon as March 14th came around, everything was gone. I've never felt a tumbling. And actually, that was the cataclysm that I thought was going to happen when I left my job. Like That actually was. The entire marketplace collapsed. Yeah. And... 
that organization, we had to pivot. We made some really tough choices as a team. And we limped on and then we found some footing afterwards. But it felt like in that moment, we were letting this thing go. It was, it was almost like our, our youth education platform, everything we put into it, our heart, our soul, our blood, our tears. It was, it was a kid. It was 20, uh, 2018 when we started that project. And it was 2020 when we finished. It was so much time and energy. And it felt like I was putting all of that love and all of that passion and all of that ingenuity in a boat and I was just pushing it into the water to let it go. And I kept like trying to pull the string back and say like, no, no, let's hold on to it. Let's hold on to it. I've really struggled with that. And I, I get how hard it is. And you may too, if you're, if you're tuned in, you, you may really struggle with that I, yourself. To, to take it to the next level, I, like I remember July 2021. I'll just throw out a date. I know it was July 2021. That's when Emerson was born, correct? 2021? Yeah, uh, 20, yeah. No. 20, 2022. 22. Yeah, 22, because it's only a year. Um, having the conversation where it was, all right, we, we need to let this business go entirely. Yep. In order to get to the next thing. Yeah. And, and that was another example of putting all my heart, energy, blood, sweat, and tears into a boat and pushing out of the water. And and that time I knew that if I pulled it back, I wouldn't, I wasn't just pulling this business back. I was pulling me back. Yep. Right. I was holding me back. The whole and thing was gonna the whole thing would have sunk. It, it would have sunk me, right? Go down yep. with the ship or get yep. off the boat. Like that that was the yep. option. And what would you already on the trajectory for that anyway, with all the stuff going on in your life. And that's right. What which right. impacts all of that stuff. And it impacts everybody around you. And it there's a there's a reality that most of us will have to face when we're in those predicaments. Either you sink with the ship or you get off the boat. But if you decide to sink with the ship, you have to understand that you're not just cutting or refusing to cut the thing that's burdening you. What you're refusing to cut is your future. Like what, what you're or what you're refusing is is your entire map of possibilities. You're you're really cutting yourself off from everything that you could be. And saying no, letting stuff go, surrender, the, these themes, they they pop up in our lives over and over and over until you get the lesson. And my my take on this is that the thing that has changed most for me is a an understanding of what it takes to get what you want. I used to think that was simply the noble pursuit of that object. That's all it was. I just kept going towards it. What I have since come to understand is that the fastest way to that object is by letting go and shedding the things that you don't want. If I'm going on a 10-mile hike, I'm not, I don't want to carry 50, 80, 100 pounds of stuff, of baggage. You got to let go of some of that baggage. And it might be time to audit what you're holding on to that you know, you know in your heart, in your gut, you got to let go of. You, you know this already. You're listening. Maybe this is swirling thoughts. Maybe it's bringing up emotion to think about. You know in your heart and your gut that you have to cut it. Your mind is going to tell you, hold it, keep it. It's safe. It's, it's consistent. It's reliable. All, they're just lies. They're all lies. But your heart and gut know that it's time to go. And I want to give you permission. I want to give you permission to say no. I want to give you permission to let go. I want to give you permission to be someone else's monster in the story. I want to give you permission to do it for you. And I've struggled to think of like what's selfish. And I instead have learned to use the word selfful 
Because when you fill up your cup, you can pour into other people. You can give back to other people. But if you start self-sacrificing, just unwilling to say no to, to make other people happy, that cup is going to drain out. It eventually will. I, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is um, an image I use with, with clients many times over that most of us are conditioned to have our, our head dictate to our heart what we're to do. And we really need to reverse the direction and allow your, your heart to inform your head what we're about to do. It's the only way that you're going to get what you want. It's the only way that you're going to fill the puzzle piece, as, as in our logo. And it's the only way that you're, you're, you're no longer going to be tied to what everyone else wants for you. And you could finally say yes to yourself and, and no to the rest. Yeah. I, I get how hard it is. And it is. There, there's no way around it being hard. Now, I will say that it's often simple. It's hard, but it's simple. You, you probably know, as you're listening to us, <laughs> like volley silliness back and forth, you, you probably know where you need to make cuts. You probably are afraid to make those cuts. I hear you. I can feel you through the, the interwebs of this audio. I, I, I know how difficult it is. And the one way that we talked about last time in episode one of how we get in our own way is we're afraid of exile. We're afraid to be alone. We're afraid to be cut off. We're afraid to be dismantled from what we know. There is no safety except an illusion. So we have to be prepared to make change. And if you want change, you'll have to let go of what you have. This idea of chasing more is near and dear to my heart. I think the pursuit of more is not just human. I actually think it is beyond that. It's it's the becoming of us that is in the pursuit of more. That's how we become. That's how we lean into being a better father. That's how we lean into being a better leader. It's how we lean into being a better entrepreneur. It's scary. It also is necessary if you want change. The number of people that say they want change but won't make change through the word no is staggering. So it's important that you really get to a place where you are willing, you're able to say no, and you practice it. It it is truly a practice. I believe it's a practice. You do it once, it's uncomfortable. You do it twice, it's uncomfortable. But by 15, 16, 17, it is not going to be as difficult. So can I can I can I age myself just once? <laughs> this, this is the way I used to practice it when I first learned. Um, CDs. Remember, you used to have to go to a store to buy CDs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember those little? I things? do remember those, those things. <laughs> they were frisbees. <laughs> correct. <laughs> They're like kill you. Yeah, Cherubins. Uh, I used to go in the store and flip through, and then I would leave the store. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. And I would ask myself, it's creating that space, it's creating that pause. Do I really want that? Or is, am I being instinctual? I'm just kind of grabbing things as I go. Because I think those kind of things can also point to the more you're looking for. It's not out there, it's in here. It's well said. Yeah, so you're. we've now gone through a couple different and, of these. And don't buy CDs because they I don't even know if you can buy CDs. No, man. I don't think you can anymore. You can buy like records became cool again, but I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think CDs did. Uh, <laughs> CDs are <laughs> are just yeah, they're they're shuriken in my opinion. Those were ninja yeah, things yeah, that we just I, threw I, around I the house. Slice your neck with it. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 
to slide back away from RCD Shuruken or are the actual musical instruments? We'll that's, come back to you. But that's the next episode. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> next. Stay tuned for the next episode on CDs versus MP3s. Uh, let's let's revisit this this theme and know real fast, and I want to give you an action step. Here's what I want you to do in today's conversation. No doubt, one thing came up in your mind, in your heart that you got to say no to. That could be a client that's not treating you well. That could be a relationship that's not serving your future or a friendship that is like really just one-sided. It, it could be a business opportunity that you know just doesn't feel right. And that's because it goes against your values. It could be you got to let go of an old product so you can focus on the new one. You got to stop selling the lesser so that you can build the greater. Whatever it is, I you want you to practice. You already know. You already right. know. You know what it is. So I want to give you permission and encouragement to say it once in the next three days. 72 hours, say no. If you can say no once to something that you already understand is on its way out, the door is open, it just needs to push, you'll open up a whole nother set of doors. I have never found a circumstance in life where, where doors, all the doors close. Another one always opens. You have to be willing to say no. If you're struggling to identify what you want, to say no on a regular basis, if you're contemplating it, but you can't seem to utter the words, or you're trapped behind your own obligations and feel too tethered to even make new choices, then I want you to call us. I want you to sign up for a pattern discovery call or consider our retreats that are really, really intimate, really small, but incredibly powerful. You can learn more about both of them at getoutofyourownway.coach. You can sign up for a pattern discovery call right on that website. But I want you to raise your hand and ask for help. One of the ways that I have found the most change is to raise my hand and ask for help. And it's a scary thing to do. It, it requires the dismantling of your ego just momentarily. If you join one of our programs, if you call us, if you DM us, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Velke. We're here to help you. We're here to help the people that want help. Maybe your time for change is now. But if this episode resonated with you, know that you're not alone. You're not the only one struggling to say no. You're not the only one unwilling or feeling fearful of a cut. You're not the only one that's having a hard time cutting those tethers and sandbags to the balloon so you can fly. The flight is ahead of you. You know that. I know you know that because you're here. Now it's just a matter of making the chop. The idea of saying no, I know is scary. I know that no is scary. Marty, you've made some big no's in your life. You've turned and let go of some old careers. You've let go of old people. You've let go of those change. The question I have for you is, does it ever get easier or do you just get stronger? I, I think there's always an element of challenge to it because there is a letting go. There's a grieving that has to take place when when you make big changes, big no's in your life as well as I have. I, I think the key thing that I would say is I've never regretted it. Mm. I've never regretted it um, because I, I knew it wasn't aligned with, with who I was. Uh, I didn't necessarily know where that was going to go or what that was going to look like. I just knew in that moment that I had to say no then. And mm -hmm. I like the one thing I had to keep in mind over and over again was 
is this leading me to a place of freedom? Everyone wants freedom. Is it leading me to freedom? And if it's leading me to freedom, then it's the right thing. That's when you start to feel like you're between the, those two bars of the trapeze because I, I didn't know what was next. And I, I learned a, my own background. I learned a whole lot more about faith by leaving that life than I ever did while in it because I had to learn to trust myself. And I, I, I think in the process of saying no to others or no to other things is really a lesson about, about saying yes to yourself and trusting yourself. It's a beautiful, beautiful close. If you are ready to live a life with no regrets, if you're ready to take on the pursuit of more, and you find yourself stuck behind all these obligations and commitments with a fear of saying no, then I hope you'll reach out to us. We'll see you on the next episode. And remember, it's time to get out of your own way. See you soon.